When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Daniel Berry, woohoo! Birthday today. Happy birthday, my friend. What's going on? It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, but also as well. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, of course, Joe Soro is looming around somewhere at Simblades, Simblades.com. He's probably installing some major turf deal right now, or he may be able to stop on. I'm not sure yet. I reached out to him, so hopefully we can hear from him before the show's over. But also support him at LakersBall.com's Ox1947, and of course his shows, Cup of Morning Joe and Lakers Nightcap, coming up here pretty soon. By the end of the week, we'll see at least another nightcap, that's for sure. But also as well, of course, there are good friends at Lakerholics.com, Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom. Laker Tom is back doing articles, so go ahead and check out his thoughts on, again, his projection out towards the end of the season and what the Lakers need to do in his mind. So go ahead and check that out today, along with Jamie Sweet's five things at Lakerholics.com. Our good friends, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, the birthday boy. He could use a subscribe also as well. John Costas, Lakers Corner, Clutch Talk, Empire Jeff TV, Lakers in Five, John McCallion, all great channels you need to support. And speaking of supporting great channels, please subscribe today. We're on our way to 1,500 subscribers, and we could really use your help. If you're not yet subscribed, please do so. Also, we're on our way to 10,000 subscribers on Facebook. So if you can go ahead and follow us and like us there, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers getting... Back into the groove here, I'm assuming. Practice coming up tomorrow for the team in anticipation for Thursday's game against Golden State. Looking forward to that. But before we do, we need to talk about LeBron James because, yes, I know he has said he is on his way out. He sees the, you know, he sees more of the end of his career than he does the beginning of his career at this point. He's talked even about some things going on with his possible retirement tour yes or no he's deciding that but also the you know as far as the the recent uh discovery that golden state was trying to trade for him his whole thing that he was doing in new york obviously you know as well the hourglass emoji all the stuff that's going on lebron has made sure that he lets you know that he is still a major focal point for the lakers and the nba but is that going to continue and in some people's minds, should it continue? Here today to go ahead and discuss all that and the fact also as well, he is a possible for Golden State, which kind of irked both Joe and I as far as saying, already saying three days in advance that he will possibly be out of gold, you know, the Golden State game. Uh, he didn't say about whether the San Antonio game beyond it, uh, the next day he's going to be out for it. But again, it just kind of, Gets us, or gets some people, the wrong way. Good man indeed. It is our man in the know, Stone Hansen. Stone, great to have you here. Always looking forward to our great conversations together. Hope all is well with you, my friend, on the East Coast. But always great to hear what you have to say. Yeah, uh, good to be back on. First off, happy birthday, Daniel. Shout out to Daniel for his birthday. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I reached out to Gerald because I wanted to do a show on this because I actually found this LeBron Warriors. I don't really care about stuff that happens. A lot of times reports come out afterwards like, oh, this team was close to trading for this guy or da-da-da. And usually it's not 
names, first of all, that are as big as LeBron, but second of all, that are as legitimate as this report was. So I found it to be something that uh, was worth talking about and I think has a lot of nuance and complexity to it. And I think it's worth breaking down uh, within that. Yeah, absolutely. And especially the recent news that has come down with LeBron James, whether again, it's the hourglass emoji, which we're on the air for at the time he posted it on, on Twitter. Also as well, the antics that were said, in, you know, led, whatever, in regards to what he did during his game with the, you know, the Knicks, where he's coming in with all the Knicks colors and wearing the Knicks towel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then also as well, of course, like you said, the Golden State deal, that didn't come to fruition and of his comments during the all-star break just before the all-star game were very interesting as well so i want to hear your thoughts my friend i mean lebron james still has a 51 million dollar option that joe is swearing he is going to pick up uh, he has said he is happy and wants to be a laker would uh, be grateful if he can retire a laker uh, you know and all that those are great words but then again we've heard other players, <laughs> Kyrie Irving, say that about teams that he was on, whether he was going to be happy he was there. And sure enough, two years later, he's gone. Bronny James, whether or not you think he's ready for the NBA, which we don't, and it's pretty much the unanimous you know, thought out there that he's not ready for the NBA. Whether or not he comes to the NBA, will that play into the decision on where he finishes out his career? But also the fact that, you know, $51 million – if he picks up that option, is he still going to give you, you know, at 40 years old, any layer of consistency? I mean, it's amazing what he's doing at 39 years old. Let's just put it right out there. Yes, we all know about his defensive effort at times, but the fact he gets you 25, 7, and 7 for a guy that's 39 years old, I have not heard of anybody else at the NBA that's ever done that. So putting things in context, my friend, as I got you here, uh, by the way, you got the typo on your Hanson. I'm gonna let you know. Uh, yeah, my my name is Hanson, so it's not Hans yes. Hansnay or Hansnay. So yeah. yes, don't Hansnay. Uh, <laughs> when it comes right down to it, my friend, uh, you know it. The LeBron James conundrum, as far as <clears throat> how much the Lakers will tolerate, how much he wants to stay with the Lakers, it's all very perplexing, and I think he just likes it that way. Yeah, definitely. This is, I mean, LeBron's been this way his entire career of, I mean, he's just, he loves the passive aggressive. He likes indirectly pointing to things so that it becomes the main talking point, you know, and that's just who LeBron is. Um, and for some people, it bothers them. And for some people, they don't care. For me, I don't really care. I mean, everybody's different and it doesn't really bug me. Uh so the way I, I kind of I have a bunch of notes on this and the way I kind of broke it down was, I mean, first of all, I think it's important to establish why is this report legitimate? Why is it worth even talking about if, you know, we do or don't believe it? I believe it to be true on two accounts, one of which is that Woj and Ramona, uh, not that everything they say is should be taken as truth, because of as, as I've explained before. Uh, reporters use information from other teams and put stuff out there like this team's in talks with this team just to get leverage points and all that. But I do believe this to be true because um, one reason is they wouldn't be putting this out there as a story uh, if it wasn't true. They wrote a whole article about this. This wasn't something that was just tweeted out flippantly. Uh, they they took time to write about this uh, in almost always – uh, or, or actually 100% of the time, they're not going to put out a false article if it's not verified by multiple parties. Uh, that's just not how ESPN would allow the reporters to do things. Um, so I do believe on that case to, to be true because both those reporters, I mean, as I've explained before, information is currency for reporters and that currency relies on trust and, and they're not going to give up that trust and make up a false report by both teams and give up that trust if it wasn't true totally. So uh, for something this big, especially the second thing is Rich Paul addressing it the day after on Stephen A's show, Stephen A or Stephen A wouldn't have him on and Rich Paul wouldn't come on if it wasn't truth to it. He wouldn't just be coming on and 
you know, saying stuff because it wasn't never happened. So for those reasons, I believe this Warriors did try to get LeBron. Uh, the, the rule number one when discussing these things is throw out anything players, coaches, owners, management, or agents say. It doesn't matter. Uh, the people for, you know, as long as basketball has existed, will throw out fake stuff and say, oh, yeah, I want to be here and then change teams a month later. That uh, happens all the time. So I don't give credence to LeBron saying I want to be here. I'm sure he does. I'm sure logistically it makes sense. All his family is here. Uh, Southern California is great weather. If you're, you know, as rich as he is, then it's pretty enjoyable. Um, so I think he does want to be there. But I think winning does matter to him still. He's still, when you're that level of player and you're, you know, he's talked before of chasing Michael Jordan's ghost or whatever. When you're that level of player, you want to win. You want the accolades. It matters to him. So if the Lakers can't offer that, then I think there is a real possibility that he leaves because there's, if he can't see a pathway to that, then why stay? So all that out of the way. Um, but let me just say this heard into the comments saying that, you know, he would have traded. I've been on record and I said it at the time, once this news came out, I said it that morning, the news came out that I, if LeBron said he wanted to be traded to the Golden State Warriors, absolutely. Uh, you know, and actually Z corrected me because uh, Clay is a better option than Paul, as far as the money coming off directly. I think Paul has, a, has a short buyout as far as the next year is concerned. So Clay, the 43 million coming off. I, I actually threw out a package of LeBron and Prince for Clay, Pods, Kaminga, and a pick or picks, depending on how much you could actually get from Golden State if that's the case. If you know, Golden State wants him, you know, if that's the case and he wanted to go there, I would have been more than game. But the thing is, the Lakers will not suffer any PR hit because they always want the stars. They will not trade lebron james let me repeat that either this year or next year if he picks up the contract and stays with the lakers they will not trade lebron james unless lebron james wants to be traded now if he could do the deal which joe says where he picks up the 51 million and still the next day wants to say he he's wants to be traded to a, a, a you know probably a better contender or whatever that is won't surprise me a bit but he will not be traded unless he gives the blessing stone. And I want to make that imperatively clear that Hernan, everybody out there who says, let's just trade Braun, let's just trade Braun. The Lakers will not trade LeBron unless he asks to, or he wants to, if he gives their blessing to do so, because they want to make sure they get, get stars in going forward. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know whether we agree with it or not, that's just the reality. And I agree. Yeah, 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 exactly. And Hernan, I agree with you, Hernan. So because Hernan says, so we're going to sacrifice a year for us to give LeBron a farewell. They'll do that. The Lakers it, it, yeah, will. Yeah, it doesn't matter what we want. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it has our opinion has no bearing on the fact of being that they won't trade LeBron unless LeBron wants to be traded. Yeah, because I'm uh, right there with you. Because when you look at it on paper, Stone a 39-year-old player who can still play that has extreme value somewhere else in the league is something you have to look at as far as moving. But since this individual asset happens to be one of the most monumental players in the history of the game, you have to take a more delicate tone from a PR corporate standpoint and how it reflects and looks upon the other players in the league and also the general consensus of the fans as well. Yep. Uh, there's there's more to take into consideration than the Lakers probably are willing to take into consideration. It's You have to look at all your options, and I think the Lakers are stuck on one option, which is keeping LeBron unless LeBron wants to leave. So uh, I think it's a mismanagement step. Uh, I disagree with this outlook uh if you want to keep lebron after you've examined all other options of whether you should or should not keep him then all by all means but by not even looking that way i think it's a mistake it doesn't matter what we want though 
This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, this is Stone Hansen, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for being part of the Lakers Snack Pack right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Kobe Bryant, that last mega contract that he has, would you normally sign a 30-whatever, mid-30s player to that type of contract? No, but this was a appreciation for what he did, what he gave to the organization contract. That's why he got it. Did it look good at the end of that contract? No, it did not look good at all as far as what you were getting to what what it was. But it was Kobe. He was bringing in fans. He was bringing in merchandise. He was bringing in stuff. So on a analytical or on a financial level, it paid. It did. It did what it needed to do. But uh, from a PR level, it also showed these the the rest of the league that they take care. Of, the Lakers could take care of the stars. They cannot go and deviate from that now stone because that's who they are. That's what they want. And yes, Hernan, does it mean we might get a year more of declining returns with LeBron if he picks up the fifty-one million and decides to stay with the Lakers? Yes, and he doesn't want to be traded. Yes, it would mean that. But again, it's all about optics. And I think this team with the Lakers, we understand, Stone, that this team really relies a lot on optics. Yeah, the, the, the best strategy move is not necessarily the move the Lakers will make. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter um, what we think about that. But that's I mean, that's just the reality of it. What the Lakers do is irrelevant to what we think they should do. Um so the the way this broke down, and I'm just going to kind of go through the timeline of apparently how this happened to make sure everyone is clear on it and everyone's kind of on the same page. Um, <clears throat> so it sounds like, from what I gathered, the Warriors talked uh, Tuesday about the possibility of trading for LeBron They amongst themselves within the organization. Uh, most likely this means something they, they had talked about this weeks or months before within a, a couple people, and then it probably trickled down to other people that Tuesday before the trade deadline, two days before the deadline, because for just to remind everyone, the deadline was Thursday. Uh, so by Wednesday, they called the Lakers, uh, seemed like they had a game plan on how to approach it. Uh, and then obviously uh, Draymond is, a good friend of LeBron uh, Draymond was on board and tried to aid in this recruiting as well. Uh, they live in the same neighborhood. They've they're, they're they have a good relationship. Uh, so he reached out separately from the team as well, just like on a friend to friend level. Uh, Lakeub, who is the Warriors owner, Joe Lakeub, um, he was fully on board with this uh, with a move of this big uh, generally speaking anyways you're gonna a uh, uh, gm is gonna have to get uh, ownership approval of something this large anyway so that's not really a surprise um what is the surprise is that joe lakeup reached out to genie uh, to further discuss this so owner to owner conversations uh usually only happen once both gms agree that this is a possibility that's on the table so it's it's not going to reach owner to owner talks. Uh, if, you know, generally speaking, the, the GM is going to reach out to the, the opposing GM and be like, Hey, you know, are you interested in this play? Are you interested in even moving this player? So from that, from the fact that the owner reached out, that Laker reached out to Jeannie says that Polinka was like, you know, talk to Jeannie about this. This is a possibility uh, that uh, he didn't just shut the, 
hang up on the phone and say, you know, LeBron's LeBron's not available. So that is somewhat newsworthy on itself, I think. Um, <clears throat> so the uh, genie was like, you know, reach out to LeBron. Um, this isn't, as, as Gerald sort of said, uh, this isn't like they, they want to keep their stars happy. That's like their prerogative. That's, you know, everything they stand for is let's make our stars happy. So she goes, reach out to LeBron. I tend to f- not think that this is fully the reason why she said this. Um, if I, if LeBron, if Jeannie wanted to make sure that LeBron was happy, to me, this indicates that either A, she has not been in frequent contact with LeBron, which is something that is important because ownership should be in frequent contact with their stars. Uh, the fact that she's saying reach out to LeBron indicates that she doesn't know the level of how happy LeBron is with the organization, which is for better or worse. I mean, sort somewhat the signal it sends. Uh, and then the other option is that she just doesn't have enough of a read on how LeBron feels after the trade deadline happened. So after the trade deadline happened, she didn't really get a gauge on how LeBron felt about it, which LeBron not fully displaying his emotion is a LeBron thing to do. Um, but it's also not a very good sign with their good standing. Um, <clears throat> and then, so all this happens, and then LeBron apparently through Rich Paul says, yeah, I'm not interested. Uh, and then Rich Paul says, uh, yeah, we don't, we, you know, we don't want this to happen. Uh, so that, that was the end of the talks. Again, though, Stone, as I've said, and we're going to say this again. I know that people are going to continually ask LeBron, you know, there's a side, there's a segment of the audience that, that looks at it like, it, like in many ways we do, if we looked at it, analytically if we looked at it on paper and saw what the future holds for the lakers uh, where they don't have many assets going forward where they don't have many young players going forward that can take this team into a good direction that we know of because we've seen it said all we've said on the jhs uh, maxwell lewis draft right now as far as how well that's gone over so we don't have an abundance of young players that are going to take this beyond LeBron James and Anthony Davis. We don't have a abundance of picks to go ahead and ensure the future of the team going forward. So that's why I think that a lot of there, there is a segment that's growing of individuals out there that see what LeBron is doing, that see the, the, the games that he's there. And they're just, they're kind of getting exhausted by it. I know I said the other day, I'm kind of getting exhausted by all the passive aggressiveness and all that stuff. You know, I just want to go ahead and see LeBron play out his career the way he wants to. But in doing so, we have to sit here through this roller coaster ride. So I'm not sure everybody's long for this roller coaster ride. And in doing so, it's really hard to go ahead and see the fact that you have a 39 year old player can still produce, has a very high mar- uh, trade market value that you can't utilize simply because of the fact that, again, optics, PR, and the fact that you want to go ahead and make sure that to the fans and also more importantly, star players going forward, that you are a home for star players. Yeah, for sure. And they want to keep the optic. The other aspect of this that I, I feel like I haven't, I listened to a lot of podcasts on this and I feel like nobody really brought this up is uh, they reportedly reached out Wednesday, which is the day before the trade deadline. So that gives LeBron essentially just one day to think about and make this split decision of do I want to spend the rest of this year and possibly future years, at least maybe possibly one more year in Golden State and move my whole family there and and live there. He only has I don't think he would have moved his family there. He would have he would have kept them here in South SoCal, I believe. Probably until the summer, yeah, I would say. But then it depends, you know, if he wants to stay throughout. So, I mean, my, my God, point, if, if we can, uh, if we can helicopter Kawhi to San Diego, <laughs> yeah. So, my point in saying that is he has 24 hours to make a pretty big life decision. And generally speaking, especially with stars of that caliber, that's just not something that happens. Uh, 
you know, you use the reason, you know, free agency like with Kawhi was so big or KD uh, was so big or he, the whispers were, you know, weeks and weeks prior is because they had time to think about this. This was sort of like spring on LeBron the day before. Uh, so this may be, my point is maybe if this was something that was in the works and LeBron had known about weeks prior, there might be a different result. But just coming out the day before and springing it on him, I think, is a factor. Uh, maybe uh, and this isn't to say he doesn't want to be in L.A., but it's a factor, I think, in, you know, making that decision. Um, but again, as if you're Golden State, you, you know, the, the, the tweet with the hourglass, the New York Knicks stuff that he was doing, dressed up in New York's Knicks attire with the Knicks towel and all that, you know, the passive aggressive comments that happened right around the end of this past month and the early part of this month. I mean, all that came to be that that's why golden state actually made the call was because they were observing all the stuff that went on. So in essence, they couldn't really give them a really, uh, you know, you know, I guess as far as distance, as far as amount of time that you're asking for, because all the stuff was taking place out in real time. And just you know, the light bulb went off with Mike Dunleavy Jr. and said, "Hey, maybe we should try to go ahead and get LeBron." Yeah, definitely. And I think so. The way I think LeBron approached this deadline, doing all this passive aggressive stuff, because I think LeBron wanted to put pressure on the Lakers to make moves. The Lakers did not make those moves. The Warriors read into that as all this passive aggressive stuff as LeBron maybe wants out. LeBron, I don't think necessarily wanted out trade deadline. I think he just wanted the Lakers to improve. They didn't improve. Uh, and now it's like, where do we go from here? And the Lakers, LeBron got sprung this on, on Wednesday. Maybe the other aspect is maybe LeBron wanted to see what the Lakers were going to do. And he said, yeah, I'll stay with the Lakers, thinking the Lakers might have a chance at making a couple roster moves that he thought might have made a difference, not necessarily that we thought, but what LeBron thought might have made a difference. So there's a couple of factors in there. The next step is uh, why why would we let this, like who would have motive for letting this leak, right? Like this wasn't supposed to leak by all accounts in the ESPN report. Like this is not something that was supposed to get out. Um, and I think there's, two people that really been or two parties i should say that really benefit from this uh in different ways one would be the lakers i think by letting it be known that genie is getting lebron's approval and not immediately just shutting it down herself or rob for that matter um i think that that plays into possibly the lakers want to make it clear and make it known that they're okay with moving on from lebron uh, if LeBron were to request out, um, I think that's one possibility. I'm not saying necessarily these are 100% the reasons that this might have leaked. I'm just saying these are possible routes. Um, that's one reason is maybe the the Lakers want to send a message being like, you know, we're not totally opposed to LeBron moving on now if we're to trade him. Uh, the other thing is LeBron maybe wants to really push the Lakers into making significant improvements to the roster he wants this out to the public he wants the public to know that you know lebron leaving is a possibility maybe this is sort of like a soft launch of you know what if lebron were to go to another team maybe he wants to put a lot of public pressure on the lakers to really improve this team this summer because he doesn't think this uh team can really go the distance so those are sort of the two motives i feel like uh as to why this would leak um i don't know if you have any other possible reasons as to why, but that's really the only two I could come up with as to why this might come out. I think it came out on either the Lakers or clutch side, because like you said, the Lakers want to make sure that they let other players know. And also, you know, the general public at large is, you know, when something like this comes along, they want to make sure that the player has the buy-in on every aspect of this whether they buy in to stay on the team or buy in to want to be traded and to get their approval as far as the star player is concerned. So I, I understand that's usually not the, the normal modus uh, operandi uh, as far as the, you know, the, the, the 
way you're supposed to do these things. If you need to just go ahead and make a trade, you make a trade. But when it concerns LeBron James, there is a different standard that has been set. And it has been set by a team that wants to make sure that it gets everything out there, uh, you know, as far as that we take care of our star players. And in doing so, you know, maybe letting that story out maybe will help facilitate that to other star players <laughs> Luka Doncic as uh, has been mentioned on this show before or other star players Trey Young etc cetera, etc cetera, that you know what we we take care of our star players we take care of our own and uh, even if it means us sacrificing a possible better future for us we're going to go ahead and make sure that we take care of our own as far as star players are concerned and then of course with clutch it's just the fact that you know clutch as lebron james as a client and just the fact that lebron goes and puts these things out there in the past other types of things other comments you know all the stuff that he's done in the past month this would be again uh just the same thing that would be it would be consistent them putting out this this feelers that 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 this happened it, it would be not beyond them to go ahead and do so just because again it makes good publicity it makes good talk it makes good conversation and it's something obviously if approached by it which he was this past weekend at all-star weekend he obviously can give the kind of answers that that will obviously push it off to the side if need be yeah and again like this isn't getting out like Woj isn't getting this information if a certain party didn't want him to get this information so this, this, in some way or another, some par- one of these parties leaked this out for Woj to get out there to the public. Uh, this wasn't accidentally he stumbled into this. And, and I want to say something to again to Solo Gary A to you know you know everybody out there that's like man, do we need to keep on dealing with this? We need to go ahead and trade him to get the assets, blah 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 blah, blah to get a better future for us going forward. We're not saying that we're against you on that. It's just the fact that there are the optics that the Lakers as an organization do not want to present to other players and to the general public at large that they trade star players without their blessing. And I think that that comes down to it. It's not whether it's, believe me, it's not our choice, Stone, because when we look at it, I look at things, I look at things or try to look at things always like a GM would. You know, when you talk to all these trade proposals, when we talk all these players that were interested all the course of the year, I always try to look at it from a stance of an NBA GM. And an NBA GM, if he's looking things on an analytical sheet, he sees a 39-year-old player with declining performance. He's not there every game. Defensively is like hit and miss, most likely miss. Again, but still, uh, because he is LeBron James, has a great trade value in the league. Of course, you would want as a normal thing, if he wasn't named LeBron James, you would want to go ahead and explore that. But it is what it is. And the fact is, it because he is one of the greatest players of all time, you are not going to go ahead and just trade him at the end of his career just to go ahead and, and you know make your team better. You want to make sure that all things are covered. Your all your bases are covered before you make that kind of decision. Stone. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like if like I said, if I was GM, I'd be looking. I think it's the responsibility of a GM to be looking at every possible avenue of what direction the team can go. And I've kind of been, you know, uh, I wouldn't say pushing for, but very much uh, behind uh, the Lakers exploring. You know starting over and getting rid of LeBron and AD. And I've gotten a lot of flack for that, but I do think it's an avenue worth exploring. Um, but the fact is the Lakers aren't going to do that unless the Lake, unless, you know, both those guys request a trade out. So uh, the next kind of question I had on here and the only answer I could come up with was, you know, why would the Warriors think that they even have a chance at trading for LeBron? Why, what gives them the notion that this is even a, a call worth making like why waste their time if they think lebron's not even gonna you know be interested in this or the lakers well the first thing is obviously the lakers they were right about the lakers thinking it's something that could be on the table they they checked that box off right they the lakers obviously would have shut it down immediately it wouldn't have gone to lebron if the lakers didn't have some level of 
being okay with letting LeBron go. Uh, so they got that aspect of it, right? And to me, that raises an eyebrow, right? Like, I think pretty much any year prior that LeBron's been here, this wouldn't even be like a question. We'd all just sort of laugh at the fact that, you know, a team tried to get LeBron. Uh, but but now, in this case, it was Golden State and Steph Curry, a fellow aging player in the other side of his career, still has a lot to give to this league, but he is clearly, you know, mid-30s, you, you know, as I always say, that pisses off Joe, the wrong side of 30, because that is a thing, despite what you guys say out there, there is a wrong side of 30, and in the NBA, he is it, but he is still at a level where he can perform like LeBron, he can still give you a vintage game on a regular basis. So that's why the allure was there. That's why you go ahead. At least you honor it. It wasn't like uh, you take a team. I don't know, like Oklahoma city, Oklahoma city, despite whatever assets they have, if they'd have called genie and said, we want LeBron, I'm not sure you would have entertained that as long as you would with Golden State, just because the fact that Golden State has so many story players of their own on that team stone. Yeah, and I think, I mean, obviously that makes it a bigger deal, right? You have like two of the biggest names, maybe the two biggest names in basketball uh, pairing up, and that makes it a bigger deal. But to me, the the most interesting aspect of that is that a team thought they even had a chance at LeBron. Like, I don't think that was ever really it was always to me the appearance was it's a hundred percent lock that a team wouldn't even bother asking for LeBron. So the fact that the Warriors thought they had some chance at this is interesting. Uh, the second aspect of why they thought they would have had a chance is the recruiting plays a big part in the NBA. It's a huge aspect of the NBA players, uh, agents, um, players and players, players and teams, they all have relationships. The NBA, the way NBA teams are built, really, I mean, obviously it takes a sort of a mastermind GM to come up with a championship caliber team, but there, a lot of it is built through relationships and recruiting. That's how a lot of these happen. That's how a lot of stars come to different teams. It's all through recruiting. Um, so the fact that Draymond and LeBron are really good friends I think helps in that regard. And I think that's another reason the Warriors thought they might've had a chance. And the third aspect is more logistical, but I think is a, a valid reason is they are not very far from LA. So obviously LeBron's family, everyone there is in LA now that he's in LA and he's been here for a long time. They're established here. They have, you know, for lack of better terms, their roots are, you know, sort of growing in, in LA. Uh, Bronny's at USC. And, if he were to go to the Warriors, it's not that far of a private jet flight back. You know, if he plays in the Warriors, uh, on the Warriors and still wants to live in L.A., wants to keep his family here, wants to see Bronny play at USC, it's, you know, what is it, like 45-hour flight in a private jet to L.A.? Like, it's not that not 45, that far. 45 yeah. minutes, you said. you 45 hours. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, 45, 45 minutes. minutes. Sorry, I meant 45 minutes to an hour, something like that. It's not... It's not that far if you wanted to. So I think that's the other aspect of it is it it's realistic in that sense. He's not going to New York where he has to take a four or five hour flight to or more on a private jet if he wants to come over. So uh, I think that's sort of the big reasons I feel like they, they went after him. Um, but yeah, so it's that's pretty much adds to what led up to that and why it all happened. That's sort of what I have. Uh, I don't if I don't know if you have anything to say. I have other remarks too, in terms of like what happened with the Lakers now. Well, let's, let's go into that because again, the, the question is for me and the question is I put as far as the theme for the show is LeBron still a key or is still the key to the Lakers future? Because I think he is still the key in the fact that, you know, not only, again, the possibility, however small there is, if he wants to say tomorrow, I want to be traded, or the fact that if he does pick up that $51 million, he has $51 million off your cap. Uh, you know, I, I, it was so imperative to me, I think, that the the sound decision probably would have been the Lakers to get off the one contract that would have 
put him out of the repeater tax because with LeBron picking up a $51 million option, the Lakers adamant on getting a third star over the summer, most likely you could pretty much uh, put money that the Lakers will be well into the tax, if not the second apron. And in doing so, they will be hit, getting a larger hit. So it would have been more financially sound if you were not going to get DeJounte Murray or a top star or even a good starter then just to take off that one or two contracts to go ahead and get you off that repeater tax. So if that's the case, he is still going to be a key, I believe, for the future for the Lakers going forward. How much longer? I don't know whether or not he calls it a career next year, the year after, or whatever. He just stays out until Bronny does become a NBA player. That we'll see, or Bryce as well. So I don't know. At this point, it's still a guessing game. And of course, I think, as I said before, Stone, as you bring out your points of contention, I think he likes it that way. I think he likes to have us all guessing because it always provides conversation when you talk about LeBron James. Definitely. And uh, I mean, in a way, like uh, I, I agree with you, like on the surface, it's, it's very frustrating and annoying. In a way, I actually think it's kind of smart because, uh, you know. Oh, it's if, absolutely if, smart on his part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if everyone's always talking about LeBron, then just by way word of mouth, LeBron's going to be, you know, one of the most popular players, and people are going to, you know, defend him as the goat. Or which I disagree. By his anyway, merchandise, a, but also on a financial standpoint, by his merchandise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He is always yeah. going to be there in the forefront of people's minds until the day he retires, and it. And, He's going to try and do whatever he can even after that to stay also in the forefront as well. That's why he moved to Southern California. That's why he's getting more involved in the entertainment industry as well. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, part, part of it could be, you know, he's egotistical and likes himself. And that may be part of it. I'm not saying it is or isn't, but I think it's naive to think that, you know, the business aspect of it is not play a part in, in why he does these sort of things. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. As for like, what are the next steps after this, right? So LeBron has a $51 million player option this summer. We all know this. Joe's very adamant he picks it up. I am somewhat in agreement. I'm adamant that LeBron's I'm 80 20 that he picks it up. I'm 80. I'm pretty much I'm pretty sure that he will pick it up. I'll say I'm 60 40. And the, the reason I think that he would not pick it up is not necessarily to sign with another team, it's to sign a longer term deal with the Lakers and then Good. maybe ask for a trade. I think that's that's the only reason he would opt out of it is to sign maybe a three year deal uh for longer term money. And and then I think, uh, yeah, that's that's sort of the only reason I see him opting out, not necessarily to sign with directly with another team. If he wants to go with another team, I do think that he uh, either picks this option option up or does what I say and, you know, opts out and signs a longer term deal and then requests a trade. I don't think he signs outright in free agency. Um, I think the. uh in other words, you're saying LeBron is always going to do best for LeBron. Correct, yeah. Um, and I think that is is you know what's gonna how that's gonna work or pan out. I think uh, there's a couple of factors as to what direction LeBron picks this summer. Whether he wants to stay with this team, you know, past this summer, or even past that, uh, you know, past this trade deadline, uh, I'll put it out there right now. I think that it's probably a 70% chance. I would give it that LeBron is not a Laker by next trade deadline is sort of where I view it at this point. 
Uh, not necessarily he'll leave this summer, but I think by next trade deadline is, uh, you know, within that time frame, I th- think it's more than likely than not that LeBron's on a different team. Uh, <clears throat> what I'll say is, so the Lakers have, you know, their three picks coming up this summer. Uh, they have a couple salaries. Reeves is the most bargain salary. Every team's going to want Reeves. Uh, LeBron, how LeBron views his future, I think, depends a lot on what happens this summer with the Lakers. The Lakers are going to obviously, I think, they are the reports of them going for a third star, I think, are legitimate. They want to get that third star. They want to get LeBron's commitment uh, to keep him there, and I think they're going to try and do that by signing a third star. Whether they do that and accomplish that or not, who knows? I kind of lean towards I don't think that's realistic, but I think they're going to try regardless. Uh, <clears throat> so if they do get that third star, I think it's more than more likely that LeBron, you know, tries to play it out and, and see how the season goes. If they do not, if that does not happen, if they can't move Reeves, re their their picks, if Dilo doesn't pick up his option and they can't use him, uh, then I think that's when you, the chatter becomes a lot more loud uh, of, of him, you know, asking to go to a different team. Uh, <clears throat> looking through my notes here, I think, so the, the big thing, the really big thing, as I mentioned earlier, is recruiting in the NBA. Where most of that recruiting happens, especially for the top players, is Team USA. That's where all this big recruiting happens. That's how, you know, the, the Brooklyn super team that didn't really work out, that's how that was formed is through Team USA. All this stuff is Team USA builds a lot of teams. That's how a lot of NBA teams are built. Uh, so LeBron going to USA, he could approach it two different ways. It could be maybe he wants to be sought after. Maybe he wants people to try and recruit them to his team, uh, recruit him to their teams. Or he might be there to recruit other people to the Lakers. We'll see how that plays out, but I think it is going to be a pivot point in the Lakers' future is what happens at Team USA, and we don't have access to that, but I do think those conversations are super important. Once again, it is Stone Hansen, the man in the know for the Lakers' fast break. Truly appreciate him being here. My name is Gerald Glassford. Thanks again for watching listening. Truly appreciate it. We're talking about LeBron James, and uh, I don't want to say the LeBron James conundrum per se, because obviously it's still great to have a 39-year-old player that can still, uh, you know, 25, 7, and 7. That's nothing to sneeze at. And obviously, you know, him being relatively healthy this season has been a great thing. Uh, but, you know, I want to make sure you get all your points in. But I did want to ask you one thing, and that is when he tells you in advance, four days in advance, that he – possibly will be out of the golden state game didn't say anything about the san antonio game the next day but we saw this before last week where he chose to play in the game against detroit instead of the game in utah yes i know the lakers won but the odds aren't always in our favor when that happens and one of your best players sits out the game that's more important in than the game that you should be winning in the first place but again that's that's an they got through and they ended this the that part of the season well we move on but when he already warns you that because of his treatment for his ankle will possibly have him go be out of the golden state game i just it just i don't know it just irritates me a little bit because it just he is 39 he does need help he does need things injuries you know as we all get older i understand it i get that but it just seems like when you, when you say those things, you're bringing attention to yourself and just, just saying, you know what, I'm going to go, we're going to go make sure we're going to go ahead and practice, get everything going. And if he is called, if he is out, then he's out. I just, I just would have rather him not say anything. And then just going ahead, the usual, they show you the injury report. He's questionable as always then game time decision. And just doesn't, you know, not able to make, I think I would have preferred that more stone. I probably would have too. I think it's probably not the best look to, you know, put your health status out there, not only strategically, but also uh, just, you know, let the medical team do their work and see how it plays out rather than, you know, put that out there. But at the end of the day, I don't really care because I don't view the Lakers as contenders. And if LeBron's saying he's going to miss a game against Golden State, 
uh, is out there, I don't think it makes a difference on whether we win or not. So to me, it doesn't bug me that much because my ultimate goal is getting the Lakers to contention. And this doesn't really play a factor because I don't think we are contenders this year. So that's kind of the only reason, but yeah, I mean, it's not the best look and it and strategically not the best move either. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so, you know, hopefully he does play, uh, hopefully he does play against the Warriors, especially cause it's a tight matchup, but ultimately I think ninth and 10th seed are probably pretty safe to, you know, write in that both those teams will make the play in. Uh, but it, it is important for, you know, any playoff aspirations. Um, a couple other notes I had here was, uh, obviously I mentioned the fact that, you know, there may not have been enough time for LeBron to fully think about this big decision. And also the fact that LeBron might've wanted to wait to see how the Lakers handled the rest of the trade deadline and see how that played out. So, that might have been a factor. The other factor um, with that is one day for a trade this big is not enough time to negotiate. Uh, a team is not going to negotiate a trade for its best player in 24 hours. That's just unheard of, especially in today's NBA. It's just not how it works. Uh, so that's unrealistic, but it doesn't mean that because it didn't work out at this trade deadline that it's closed off and not happening again in the future. Uh, a lot of trade talks actually begin at a trade deadline and then carry over into the summer or the following trade deadline, and that's where they get accomplished. So just because it didn't happen, this trade deadline doesn't mean it's completely off the table and not going to be revisited ever again. Uh, well, so the thing that's... is, though, they they won't have – Golden State, I can tell you, will not have the expiring Clay Thompson contract and the almost – entirely expiring Chris Paul contract to throw at the Lakers. Uh, yes, they will have Kaminga still. Uh, they'll have added picks, which in, you know, maybe you could say it's an offset because I think they only have one first round pick they could throw at a team right now. Whereas like the Lakers, they may have up to, I think two or three that they can go ahead and throw in the summer. If they really want LeBron again, if they revisit that and it, it yeah, I can see that. That possibly happening as far as them, but they just will not have the sheer, uh, unless, I, I don't think Wiggins' money comes off the books next year. I think he has another year beyond that. So yeah, again, I'm not sure if they'll have enough money ex in expiring that would really get the Lakers, ooh, you know, it's like, ooh, yeah. that's interesting. Well, it would, it would have to mean that you're getting more creative. Uh, you, you know, maybe you pull in a third team uh, to facilitate this, uh, but LeBron to the Warriors, I'm saying, is, is not completely out of the realm of, you know, ever existing again. Uh, I don't think the fact that it didn't happen this trade deadline means that it's necessarily just never going to happen now. Uh, the other thing I didn't mention is, you know, LeBron James is somewhat of a factor whether he should or should not be, whether he should or should not be in this draft. Uh, maybe he decides to play at USC another year, uh, and this isn't even a thing, but maybe he does enter the draft. Then it becomes another point of contention of, you know, if he gets or drafted to a team that's not L.A., maybe the, maybe it is the Warriors that draft him. Maybe it's some other team. Who knows? But uh, I think that is, you know, some – whether – I don't know how big that factor is in the pie chart, but it is a factor. So I think that that is something worth mentioning at least. Um, the other thing is, you know, we've, uh, but I mean, you and Joe obviously have followed the NBA for a long time. Uh, I've followed it for as long as I, I, I possibly could during my human life. Uh, and I think we've never seen for as long as LeBron's been in the league, we've never seen Rich Paul publicly address rumors about LeBron wanting to be on a team both before and after a trade deadline. Like, that's somewhat unprecedented. He's never publicly, because I think a lot of people forget, but before all this happened, uh, Rich Paul came out after the whole Knicks thing and and was like, yeah, you know, on behalf of Clutch and LeBron, LeBron wants to stay in L.A. LeBron does not want to trade this deadline uh, and, you know, came out publicly and said that. And then, you know, the day after this this leak of Golden State trying to get him comes out. He goes on Stephen A's show and says, you know, I just want to reaffirm 
you know, LeBron wants to be in LA, da 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 da. That to me is generally speaking, when someone is going that far out of their way to, you know, put a hush hush on something and, and quiet down any rumors, uh, that's sort of a red flag that the opposite is going to happen, uh, generally. Uh, just how NBA has been working and how it's been the past several years. Uh, generally, if a team, if, if someone's that adamant that they want to be somewhere, and have to keep or feel the need to keep addressing these rumors, uh, a lot of times the opposite happens, Gerald. Yep. That is true. That's true, my friend. So just thankful that you got a chance to go ahead and sit down with me and, and talk about this because it's always great to have you here. Such a great part of our playback.tv, and anytime you can stop by for our post games, it is Stone Hansen, man in the know for the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you stopping by, Stone. But Let's finish out all your notes, man. What you got, man? What you got for us? Uh, I think that was about it. Um, I think that's pretty much it. You know, I just I wanted to lay this out there because I did think it was a pretty legitimate report. I thought that this was something worth talking about. And I tried my best to just lay out like all avenues and possibilities and questions that might have, you know, come out of this. And I think uh, I, I wanted to make sure I didn't put too much of my own opinion in there. I just sort of wanted to lay it out for people and explain, you know, what could happen, what the possibilities of why things happened or played out the way they did. Uh, I didn't want to give my own two cents. I just sort of wanted to lay it out there for people and address it and, you know, let people come up with their own conclusions about what may or may not happen. Uh, and, you know, I was happy I was able to come on and do that tonight. Uh, we're always gr great to have you here. We're always blessed when we get a chance to go ahead and speak with you gary says in stone we trust absolutely because he doesn't he doesn't mince words he does you know i know this you know we've had individuals email us uh, lakersfastbreak at yahoo.com and tell us you know oh you guys are so negative we just shoot it like it is we shoot it real for you lakers fans out there and we know we're not always everybody's cup of tea but you, even those that disagree with us, listen to us and watch us because of the fact that we do, we're more, we're right more often than we are wrong. That's for sure. And we don't put things in a bubbly perspective for you on most occasions where it's something unrealistic for the team. So again, you know, as much as on, on the surface, LeBron James may be better if the Lakers had traded him at the deadline for hopefully a smart amount of assets because of the optics, because of who he is, and because the Lakers want star players going forward, they're not going to go ahead and do that unless they get his blessing. But I bring it back to you, my friend, with one final question. Is LeBron James still the key to the Lakers future? Uh, absolutely. And by key can mean a multitude of things, I think at this point, uh, because uh, either he's the key to us, you know, continuing this run and trying to get that third star and maybe going a lot further next season, uh, or he's the key in, you know, how we start retooling slash rebuilding this team uh, if he requests a trade out. But he's, he's definitely, I mean, uh, the biggest factor in terms of how we decide to move forward with this team and really uh it's up to lebron it's lebron's decision on how he decides to move forward with this team that dictates you know which direction the lakers go absolutely fantastic thoughts there from stone if you have any thoughts as well on lebron james and the lakers going forward please let us know lakers fast breaker at yahoo.com or let us know in the comments please also like and subscribe to get the latest notifications when we go live on the air with the Lakers latest lakers fast break podcast so I got to get, but while I have you here, because I don't know whenever I'm, I'm going to get you back, my friend, you pop on playback when you can, you pop on here when you can. The Lakers, uh, you said they're not going to be a factor going forward. Uh, how much damage can they really make this last part of the regular season and the playoffs, realistically, in your opinion? Uh, So, obviously, I said I had put out earlier that I felt that you know, a first round exit is like their, their max capabilities. Um, and I think that's still true for me because the only way I don't see that happening is if the Lakers get a fifth or sixth seed. And I think it's really difficult to pull off that feat 
in winning as much as they have to. As Joe's laid out multiple times, we have to win like three out of every four games moving forward uh, on an average basis. I don't know what how realistic that is. I mean, we um, did 18 and 8 last year. We did against a probably easier stretch of schedule to end it off. And then we have, you know, for the end of this schedule. Good point. Um, I noted, I noted to Joe yesterday, I noted to Joe over the weekend, excuse me, that the Western conference, there are no major injuries right now to any of the teams. Bradley Beal's broken nose. He might be back by the weekend, you know, if that's the case after, cause he had a surgery. So, <laughs> you know, he, there, there are no outstanding injuries to any player major player on any of the rosters i mean jared vanderbilt you could say is one of the most major injuries that any team in the western conference has right now so that's a bigger thing so you're facing off against relatively healthy teams going forward stone yeah for sure you're you're facing off against healthy teams against probably better teams uh honestly than and the West even was last year, and the West was pretty good last year. So, uh, you know, it's a it's a battle night in and night out. There's there's no real days off unless you're facing like the Trailblazers or the Spurs, right? It's mostly you're facing against good teams. Uh, so it, it's going to be difficult if we do get that. If we do, let's say, get to five or six, um, I think it's more realistic that we make it to the second round, and that's probably where I'd put a cap on our ceiling. Uh, because and and that's only in the instance I think where we play probably the uh, Timberwolves. I think the Thunder is actually a really tough matchup for us. Uh, and you know maybe on a playback or a, another podcast I can get up into all the schemes and everything and reasons why. But uh, I do think the Thunder would be a tough matchup for us. I think the Timberwolves would would be probably the most favorable matchup for us if we could get them if we're. Uh, you know, end up as a seven or eight and they stay the one or however it plays out. But if we got them in the first seed, I think it's plausible that we get to the second round. But outside of that, I think the first round is probably our ceiling. Um, And regardless, I just, I don't view us as championship contenders this year. I just don't think we have what it takes. Um, I would like it to be different, but that's just not how I see it playing out. So that's sort of where I view the Lakers currently. I do anticipate being... Uh, on the playback for the Warriors game. I probably won't make the post game because it, it's another late start. All these Pacific time zones kind of sucks. Uh, I wish they they had more road trips, honestly, <laughs> just so I could make more post games. Uh, but I, I will be there probably for the playback. Uh, I anticipate being there. And, uh, you know, if you guys want more thoughts, make sure you you join on the playback. <clears throat> Absolutely. Playback.tv slash Sacred Fast Break. Or we simulcast it on Facebook and YouTube as well. Stone, great to have you here as always, my friend. Uh, just cannot thank you enough as always for taking the time out of your day for stopping by with us. Any last thoughts before we end on now? Uh, not really. I'm excited to see. I'm really pumped about this summer now because uh, obviously I'll watch. I'll continue to watch as many Laker games as I can, but my hopes are not high. But for this summer, I think it's going to be exciting for us one way or another because we'll have more clarity on what direction the Lakers go forward. We'll see. Alan says the only team he thinks we can't beat is Denver. Again, people have been talking about the team we don't match up well with is the Clippers. If they're healthy, there's other been teams that have mentioned. I think I'm, we match up better with OKC. My personal thing, then Minnesota. I think it's the opposite. Uh, but again, you know, these teams are all above us. They still got Phoenix with their three great, you know, three, High scoring players. You've got, you know, nobody's even talking about New Orleans. Absolutely. Or, the, or no. Sacramento. Yeah. Or I mean, Sacramento. Yeah. I'll, nobody's talking about those two teams at all. And they have better records than the Lakers done. Yeah. None of these teams are a gimmick or, you know, an easy, none of these are like easy 4 0 sweeps that we could just write off. Uh, this is going to be, you know, whatever series, however it plays out, it's, it's not going to be easy for the Lakers to get through. I think these are all good teams. You're not you're not playing, you know, pushovers. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. But um, you know, hopefully the Lakers can smash through my expectations and, and make me look like a fool and you know go way further and, and win. But uh, I just I don't view it that way. But I, I hope I'm wrong. Um, and I, uh, I I really am excited for this summer because I think it's going to be. Uh, 
that's going to have a lot in store for how we view the Lakers moving forward. Absolutely. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts this summer and also up here coming up later this week. It is Stone Hansen, the man in the know for the Lakers fast break. If you have any questions for us, always comment below Facebook and YouTube or Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. Stone, great to have you here. Great to have everybody in the chat, the best Lakers chat room that's out there. Alan, Gary, everybody out there. That was a great part of our conversation. Cannot thank you enough. Lakers and five, JSJ, Eric, Solo, absolutely. Darren, Bloodhound, always great to have you guys here. Kurt Affair, of course, absolutely great to, and fantastic to have you here. Hernan, with his great comments earlier. Doobie, cannot thank you guys enough. Truly appreciated. And again, we will see you tomorrow with more great stuff coming right back at you here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.